Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Breaking news out of the National Hockey League today. The first overall pick in this year's NHL draft will not sign with the Buffalo Sabres just yet. How about that? Owen Power has made his decision and will return to the University of Michigan for the 2021-22 season. But he wants to go back and play college for another year. It's not about the money. He will play for the Buffalo Sabres eventually. He is not signed yet, but he will. (laughs) This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, It is. Welcome to the RP Show, everybody. Happy Football Friday presented by our friends at Flame Tech. Locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. You see, I got my football shirt on tonight. Canadian Football Hall of Fame golf shirt. Thank you, Mark DeNoble. We got a Hall of Famer in the bunker. He's going to be joining us here shortly. The West Cates, who has not been in here since pre- COVID times, and I guess we're not in post-COVID times per se yet, Moose Dupont. What am I, what am I thinking? Yeah, not quite. But, but he's, he's here, yeah. and he's noticed the variety of upgrades and technological knickknacks. Uh, thanks for noticing, Wes. Most people don't see that or have noticed. So uh, Wes here, because it's a Flame Tech Football Friday, as I said right off the snide, he's going to be with us for uh, most of our one coming up in the next segment. And then Adam Big Hill of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Loving me some Blue Bombers. Biggie is going to be with us. How did I forget to put that? Biggie's going to be with us in hour two as they get ready for their big Saturday showdown CFL doubleheader at uh, BMO Field against the Toronto Argonauts. And we're going to ask him all the big questions like, where do you like playing better, Winnipeg or BC? Always the fun. T- yes. Where do you like playing better, Wes, Saskatchewan or Calgary? You know, <laughs> the, the, I'll wait till you come up here. Ah, yeah. oh, he just said <laughs> Calgary. Uh-oh. Yes. Hey, we got controversy. It took less than two minutes. Spicy. That knocked Wheaton Kia off the air. That's okay. We'll get them back. (laughs) I'm feeling it already. So uh, it is a, listen, all week long, I've been giving my NHL division by division picks, and that's coming up here later on in the warm-up for E-Cold Electric, but it is a Flame Tech Football Friday, so let's get it going, Director Jordan, please, with the quick six show topics. Please and thank you. We'll start with uh, Thursday night football in the Canadian Football League. It was, I thought, a pretty good game at BC Place last night. The Edmonton Elks have their first win. They beat the BC Lions 21-16. Elks quarterback Trevor Harris threw for 296 yards. Edmonton's defense limiting BC's Michael Riley to 128 yards with three sacks. Both teams now 1-2. and two. Wonderful night last night of football, okay? Because I watched the Patriots and the Eagles, and I'm getting to that. And then the Lions and the Elks, the two just synced up very well, Moose. But I will say this. I'm watching the first half of the BC Edmonton game, and James Wilder is running wild, and I'm thinking, where would Edmonton be without James Wilder Jr.? And then I thought to myself, Rod, it doesn't matter because they have him. He was running wild, right? Oh, yeah. And then I dozed off for a little bit. 
for the third quarter and a half the fourth, came back two for like six minutes or left, and Greg Ellingson's got 160-plus yards receiving. So he went off, obviously, in the third quarter that I didn't see. Yeah. Because I'm watching the first half going, hello, Greg Ellingson, the jelly man, number 82. Trevor Harris clearly found him. Uh, into the second half. So I was happy for Edmonton. I really like Jamie Elizondo, their head coach. He got his first win. But I also like the BC Lions and Rick Campbell too. But the Elks went in and spoiled the party in Vancouver on Thursday night. So Amar Dolman, the new owner, 0-1. I bet you that doesn't feel great for the new owner. No, it can't (laughs) at all. But, you know, hey, Edmonton's got the win. I'm interested on Wes's thoughts on, on James Wilder. You know, get some time away. And you, you thought that he was done, right? But uh, yes. reinvents himself. And, man, has he looked good three weeks into the season. I think he's the top running back in, in the Canadian Football League. And another 120-some yards in the football 100 game. 100-plus, anyways. Nine yeah. receptions for Greg Ellingson. I think Darrell Walker just had three. But Edmonton got it done. So hats off to the Elks on their first Well, game. I had uh, BC to win. Yeah, me too. As did the odds makers. So the unpredictability early on in the Canadian Football League continues. And we have some intrigue now. As I mentioned, both those teams are one and two. Both those teams, uh, not in the basement. The Calgary Stampeders are in the basement, which rolls me into point two. Tonight, it's Montreal at Calgary. The Alouettes are favored by 5.5 points. Thanks to you and to Hustler for, for steering me towards oddshark.com to find the odds. Yeah. And uh, the betting lines and so forth. Now, if Zach Mayer wasn't starting for Calgary, the rookie who this will be the first time he's dressed for a game. If it was Bo starting for Calgary, what would the line be? But it doesn't matter. If the bear hadn't stopped to go to the bathroom in the woods, he'd have caught the rabbit. It doesn't matter. He stopped. Yeah. So it is Zach Mayer versus Vernon Adams Jr. tonight at McMahon Stadium in Calgary. And listen, I know a lot of people didn't like what I had to say yesterday about Zach Mayer, that he's not even a household name in his own house. But I think you understand what I was saying in that, who is this guy? He hasn't been on the roster yet. Dave Dickinson is going with the guy that he believes represents the best opportunity to win a football game. It's that simple, but can he get it done? I really enjoyed Jim Barker's commentary on the uh, Sports Center panel last night. Called the coach at UC Davis that coach Zach Mayer last year, said this guy's got fire. They compared him to Dave Dickinson, and I think that's good for his college coach to do that. Let's just wait and see before we start making comparisons, okay? And as the Stam- Jeff, the Stamps fan, said yesterday, the resident Stamps fan that watches this show, he said nobody's expecting the next Jeff Garcia, but you got to start somewhere. So I was a little harsh on Zach Mayer yesterday because I don't know who he is, but I hope that he runs it down my throat tonight. I really do. Were you yeah. saying something or Clark? Who's talking I know, I'll to me? start. It's Jake Mayer. Oh, Jake Mayer. So he's Sorry. not even a household name in this house, which <laughs> right. is even, which is even better. Yeah. Um, so we'll find out what he's all about in this football game. But first, we've got to figure out who he is. And, I mean, we'll, <laughs> find, we'll find out if he's, if he's a quarterback that can have success in the Canadian Football League tonight. Sorry, I didn't want to. Oh, that's I, why you I, were both leaning but in. But I had to. What is it? Jake, Jake or Zach? I was fine the first time. I'm like, no, I'll let it go. Second time, I'll let it go. Trying to make a name for himself hey. tonight. Jake Mayer. Yes. 
I, but I, There's too many Zachs in no, this but league. I, I Googled it because I'm like, maybe that's his second name. <laughs> maybe it's a nickname. Okay. Uh, so from to point three. That's good. Doubleheader Saturday, which now's our time to talk about it because it's Friday and we won't have an opportunity otherwise. Winnipeg at Toronto. Next hour, as I mentioned, Bombers linebacker Adam Big Hill is going to be joining us. Bombers favored by 3.5. I got them picked to win. I would have said that pained me initially because the Argos opened up this season as being my dudes. And although they still are, how can we argue with what Winnipeg's done for us? I'm loving me some Winnipeg. Like, big time. Uh, and with Adam Big Hill coming on next hour, that's only going to grow. Bombers favored by 3.5. And then the second game of the doubleheader, 5 p.m. Mountain, Ottawa at Saskatchewan. And the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are favored by 10.5. So I was reading the game notes, and I realized something, Moose. It's not necessarily me. I found a way to tilt it sideways and zoom in. So it's not, my eyes aren't completely gone yet. Okay. So I'm reading the game notes last night, and I'm like, oh. Cody Fajardo's 9-1 at home as a starter. What is it about that place? I don't know. It's, I mean, obviously, it's, it's the crowd. Um, but Cody feeds off that, right? And he loves that energy. And they're pretty good. It's, it's, it's tough to beat. And, and the Riders had a favorable schedule coming out of the gate with these games at home right away. And is it four of the first five at home? Something like that. You That's know? what it said in the yearbook, Jim. Yeah. So they have an opportunity to get out to a really quick start, and they have. This will be another step forward. They need to take advantage. And, hey, it's great when Cody plays well at home. I'm noticing that the viewers want to talk about uh, the Coyotes. Oh, oh, oh. So we'll get to that. i got to speed up. That's the doubleheader Saturday in the CFFL, and I'm uh, expecting I'll be watching it from the lake, and I can't wait. Point four, National Football League. The best game last night was the CFL game. There's no two ways about that. But Cam Newton passed for 103 yards and a touchdown. Mac Jones threw for 146 yards. And the New England Patriots routed the Philadelphia Eagles 35 to nothing on the NFL Network. Jalen Hurts didn't play. I was really looking forward to seeing him quarterback the Eagles. He warmed up. Mm -hmm. And then they pulled him and started Joe Flacco, who... Didn't look like the Super Bowl winning Joe Flacco. I know. <laughs> he looked like his little brother, Tom Flacco, who got cut by the Rough Riders in training camp this year. 35 nothing. the Patriots beat the Eagles, and I think Bill Belichick walked out of the link going, I still don't know who's my number one quarterback. That's they a, both look good, though. It's a good problem to have. It's a great problem. They haven't named the number one quarterback in Philly either, and Jalen Hurts didn't play, but Cam Newton looked pretty tidy in the opening quarter. I mean... He started the game 8-9. What do you say? 146 yards. He had the touchdown pass. Um, So he looked really good, and you think, okay, he did exactly what he needed to do. When they're in a quarterback battle, he stepped up, did what he needed to do to be the number one, and then Mac Jones comes in, looks pretty sharp too, and had almost 150 yards. No touchdowns, but, you know, he looked pretty good. So I think New England, I know you say if you got two, you don't have one. I'm not sure I agree with that. I just like the same. But both guys look pretty good. And I I think the Patriots have to be pretty happy with what they saw yesterday. Mm, But it wasn't wasn't a good game. Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in and says, Alex Singleton looked great last night, but Huff has a contract ready just in case. Alex Singleton was great. The uh, color commentator, I don't know who the guy was. He was awesome, though. And he said, like, I just enjoyed his commentary. Yeah. And he said, Alex Singleton is the linebacker of the year in the preseason in the NFL. 
And then one play later, he missed his tackle, and he's like, except for that play. <laughs> it was hilarious. That's good. Uh, can we still have some entertainment uh, in the broadcasting world? Whoever did color on the NFL Network broadcast last night provided that for us. So tonight, uh, a couple more great games. Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals and uh, Cincinnati Bengals at the Washington football team tonight. So I don't know where we can find those games. I assume one of them will be on the NFL Network. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. They're getting a lot of the preseason games. Which yes, is, they are. Which is great. Exactly. So <clears throat> are we going to a movie tonight? I don't even think I need to worry about this. That's right. You right. Don't. I didn't think so. But, I, but on the preseason, who do the Cowboys this weekend? Um, I, don't, I don't care. I'm just looking forward to week one. But the Titans have Tom Brady's Patriots because they've been practicing together this week. So mm-hmm. I'll be watching that on the weekend. Listen, I was on, when, on the radio in North Carolina this morning, and they wanted to talk about the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott and all the talk and all the noise. They said, how, Rod, how happy are you going to be to have a, a healthy Dak Prescott for the full season? I said, he's not healthy now. What are you talking about 17 games? I was, let's get to week one. Talk to me about the Dallas Cowboys. And they need to stop talking, too. Keep talking about setting offensive records and stuff. Hey, win a game. Win a play. Get your quarterback on the field. I don't care about the preseason. We've moved to the Metropolitan Division of the National Hockey League. It's our fourth of four days of predictions. And do you want them all? Or do you just want the first and the last? Yeah, do that. Okay. Okay, I got the New York Islanders as the number one team. And that is without Jordan Eberle. It's because of one Lou Lamarillo. The New York Islanders will be putting a pennant up because they've won the Metropolitan Division this year in the National Hockey League. And the last place team, I'm sorry, is the Columbus Blue Jackets because I know we got a lot of people, for whatever reason, have started following the show from Columbus. Your hometown, Wes. Maybe that's why they're watching. I don't know. But we got a lot of Blue Jackets staff, Blue Jackets fans, and I'm sorry, but who are you going to get in front of? Of the Islanders, Hurricanes, Capitals, Penguins, Flyers, Rangers, and then the Devils will probably be better. Who are you going to be better than? <clears throat> I guess I just booted my, my old <laughs> list, but anyways. It's all good. We'll cover this a little later on. And again, this is the warm-up for uh, E. Cole Electric. Come check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center, E. Cole Electric. Let's get to work. And my 6B point is the Arizona Coyotes, which has everybody talking. And this did not surprise me. Darren, when they, when they sold this team the last time, what did I say? This is going to be an absolute dumpster. Come on, dumpster fire. It's been one... Tragedy after another in hockey terms out of Arizona. Didn't make the playoffs again this year. Fired their coach, Rick Tockett. Just the way they've been treating people. Unpaid bills around town. Like, was that in the news or did I just know about that? I'm not sure. It's just, right. it's off. It's awful. And I got a lot of, because I've spent a lot of time in Arizona in the past. A lot of my friends from down there. A lot of friends from around here that go to Phoenix. They are all invested. There's a lot of season ticket holders here for the Coyotes, and like, where are we going to play? What happened? Because it sounds like the city of Glendale ripped up the uh, lease with the Coyotes, and they're like, get out. They're going to play there this year, but then they're going to be homeless. The Arizona Coyotes. So you guys were asking, what are the facilities around town? 
Uh, there's there was what was Talking Stick Arena. I can't remember what they call it now. Where the Suns play, they could potentially go there. Uh, one guy said to me, "Oh, they're talking to the city of Tempe again." I said, "Yeah, but that they don't have a rink there. They were having talks before, and they fell apart because of the Coyotes, and that was different ownership. Like it is. When are you going to stop beating your head against the wall, Gary? Gary, it's not working in Arizona. Why are you doing this? There's some amphitheater." that holds 13,000 for hockey where the Roadrunners used to play, and it's where the Phoenix Suns played first. It opened in 1965. Why are you doing this? Especially when you look at what's gone on in Vegas. They had just shot past Arizona. Arizona's had 25 years in the Valley. That long. I remember, I'll say it, I'll say it. I remember, as I'm looking at you right now, having coffee with the president of the Coyotes. He's not the president anymore. But he goes, our fans love, our fans love the Coyotes. I said, what fans? There was 2,500 here last night. What are you talking about? It's just some people like to live in the dream world of, what does my brother say? Pixie dust and unicorn piss. Everything's great. And you just got kicked out of your rink, and you don't know where you're going to go. One Clown show after another in Phoenix with the Coyotes. And at what point are you just going to say, it's not working? So our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, if Phoenix isn't an option, where should the Coyotes move? And your options are Houston, Quebec City, Kansas City, or Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. You want to take a stab at who's leading? Quebec. Oh. Okay, on Twitter, Not Quebec on City. On Quebec, Quebec City's leading on Twitter. What's Facebook? 50% Houston, 25% Kansas City, 25% Quebec City, and zero for Saskatoon. We put dun, Saskatoon dun, up because apparently they were close at one Can time. we get the sound of it? That's another one. When are we going to stop talking about the NHL to Saskatoon? When are we going to stop talking about that? We should. But somebody wrote in here early and said, does Houston have an NHL caliber arena? Yes. Yes, they do. It's called the Toyota Center. They've had pro hockey in Houston for yeah. 50 years. They know hockey there. It's a beautiful facility. It's a wonderful town. Yeah. And just look what's happened with the Dallas Stars. Like, it, it can happen. I, like, enough. With Arizona in the car, like, uncle. <laughs> it's just, it's embarrassing. Bob's and as uncle. I said, Arizona has not failed the National Hockey League. The NHL has failed Arizona. But that, it's a Flame Tech football Friday. So, uh, Moose, we will see you a little later on. Sounds good. Okay. Again, the warm-up has been brought to you by E. Cole Electric, and we'll be right back. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. 
Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. Flame Tech Football Friday continues here, coming to you out of the bunker. We are brought to you in part by Wheaton Kia. You can find them in North Regina, corner of Albert and Avonhurst. They bring you the Friday football interviews. And uh, by the way, stop on the Coyotes discussion for now because we are going to talk football. But man, do people gone nuts about that. I want to get swing it back into the football because that's what we do on Fridays. J. Pierre Ducharme is watching on Facebook, and he says, Great atmosphere and entertainment at BC Place last night. With Amar Dolman as our leader, it's a whole new era for the BC Lions. For sure. Although last night they lost 21-16 to the Edmonton Elks. I enjoyed the broadcast on TSN. Both teams one and two. Let's go with Wes Cates, Saskatchewan Rough Riders Hall of Famer, Stamps and Rough Riders alum, pride of Columbus, Ohio. There you go. There you go. How you doing, Wes? <laughs> I'm good, Rod. How you been? Long time no see. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while, so good to catch up. Good to be able to get in the studio, no masks, and yeah. kind of hang out. Yeah. Four whole days since I've seen this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you notice with – I'm so glad to see – you came in here like, wow, man, you upped the game yeah, since yeah. the last time. What have you noticed? Yeah, you, you, you extended the, the wall. You closed off the studio completely. It was kind of open to the other spaces you got. You know, some some headphones so the the people waiting on on the sidelines can listen yep. in to you know to call in and the big screen interview. in the lobby. Ah, yeah, that one I I missed. I missed that. But yeah, there's all types of stuff. And obviously, you've stepped your bobblehead game up because <laughs> I can barely see you behind the desk there. <laughs> I'm waiting for the uh, West Cates bobblehead. By the way, Rough Riders, can we get on it? Those don't exist. I need do they? to get a good, you know, the wiser ones that come in the, yeah. with the whiskey bottle. But uh, I do. I need to. I need to get on it myself. Try to create <laughs> a bobblehead. Well, you a, a are real, in the Hall real, of Fame. You are in yeah. the Hall of oh, Fame. Yeah, so. I mean, that's that's good enough for now. But yeah, we need to get like a little little six six inch or something. Yeah, something a little bigger. He than is the, the second leading uh, rusher in Saskatchewan Rough Riders history. And let me just just let me share a rider moment for a second. Because for whatever reason, we used to talk all the time when you were playing, right? 07 to 2011. And I remember you were racking up all these yards. I think I put the record book in front of you to say who's number one. And you're like, (laughs) George Reed. Like, Wes is number two. He's 15,000 yards, I think, behind George Reed. Something like that. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Well, I just remember knowing. I knew that he had a lot of yards, but. You put it into perspective, right? When it was one, it was a surprise for me to think that in a few years that I got to number two. But it's the nature of the league and the CFL, right? It's hard to have a guy like I ended up playing five years with the Riders. It's hard for uh, any athlete to stick with any team. He played 16. Yeah, exactly. So just to see the numbers that he racked up, it's like, man, you got to put in some, some, some time to get to that number, no matter how good you are. 
We are uh, sprinkling in comments as we go. A lot of people from Winnipeg checking in today. Patrolman Pete says, maybe I've had too much coffee, but I swear that there has never been a better time to be a Winnipeg sports fan with the way these teams are rolling. Jets, Bombers, Ice, it's crazy. Uh, he says, with Jefferson and Jeff Coat, the Bombers have the best defensive ends in the league, and it's not even close. Eves Ross says, the Rock buying the Calgary Stampeders would be like Gretzky, John Candy, and McNall buying the Argos in 1991. Great marketing for the CFL and increased interest for the CFL. My phone's been going off like crazy with people saying, is that true? The Rock's buying the Stampeders? Are they being sold? I'm like, well, they're being sold, but I don't think it's to the Rock. But... Uh, your take, Wes, yeah. on the CFL over the last year and then specifically the last couple of weeks since they're back on the field. Uh, kind of fumbled through that missed season, I think. I think they definitely could have had a season if they would have just kind of been a little more prepared or just followed the example that the other professional leagues put out there as a, a way to get going and get that season. But I guess no, no use crying over spilled milk. Uh, I think the way they've kind of put this 14-game season together, pulled together, and started off with a – I mean, it's been an interesting start to the season. You know, some some teams that are traditionally up or down and vice versa, and I think that it's it's uh, gotten fans back into it. I don't know what the numbers are as far as attendance. I know the right, first Ryder game was sold out, and then there's been a dip these last couple of weeks. But, you know, I think there's still people leery of the whole COVID situation. So there's a lot going on, but I think the CFL is doing a good job of, of handling it and putting a good product out there so far. You know, uh, Darren Workman's watching in Salt Lake City and uh, Utah. He says, I don't believe The Rock would buy the stamps to help the CFL. It's a fun story, though, isn't it? Uh, you are Stamps alumni. Yeah, yeah, one year. I, I mean, I spent some time. I spent, like we were joking about uh, last segment, uh, a great city. Team-wise, I definitely enjoy my time with the Riders way more. But uh, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, Bond, I think it would be cool if he were to be able to put a bid in. I mean, he's got history with the team, things of that nature. He's obviously one of the biggest celebrities in the world. So why not give him a shot if he or I shoot if I was a stamps I call him up like hey, you want to throw in a bid on this <laughs> you know what I mean I'm sure he's got he he definitely has the financial borrowing power if he doesn't have the the wallet himself right <laughs> well Eves Ross watching on YouTube says so the rock thing we can put to rest no no <laughs> why would we but I'll say it again. I've got owners of other sports teams that are writing me saying, are the stamps truly for sale? Is it too late? Can we get in? Is the new buyer welcoming other guys? I said, I don't know. From what I hear, it's one guy. He doesn't want to be identified. And it's pretty much been confirmed by everybody in Calgary that I know from a football standpoint. So, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson is alum of the Calgary Stampeders. So it is a wonderful fit. Why would we put it to rest? They're going to be sold anyways. But... You and I talked about this on the other television show a few days ago. What about the 0-2 Calgary Stampeders? We didn't know at that time that Bo Levi Mitchell was going to be gone with a broken leg for six weeks or more. Yeah. I can't be going over well in Calgary, West. No, it's tough. I mean, they're definitely, uh, they take pride in their team. I think it might hurt their pockets a little bit. So they need to, you know what I mean, get back on the, the winning streak quick because I think Calgary is a little bit more fair weather fans than the, than the Riders, definitely. So, Whatever they've got to do to figure things out. Uh, what, what's uh, my man's name? Jake Jake Mayer? 
Apparently, I got it wrong. <laughs> Jake I Mayer. Said Zach. We'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll see what he does. I mean, I was just looking. He's 24. He's a young guy. I was a junior in high school when he was born. You know what I mean? I, we'll have. I looking for college stats. I couldn't find anything quick. So, who knows what this kid's done? Obviously, he's done enough in practice to, uh, you know what I mean, prove to the coaches that he can go out there and uh, run the plays. Now, can he make the throws? Is he going to crack under pressure? We'll have to see. But, uh, hey, you got to give a guy a chance. I mean, Bo Levi is the only quarterback to ever come through Calgary. So, you know what I mean? Go- there's going to be another well, good quarterback since after. since you've been living in Canada, <laughs> there's got- you might have heard of Doug Flutie. Have you heard of Doug Flutie? Oh, yeah, I've heard of Doug Flutie. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of guys have gone through <laughs> right. good players. So Smiling Hank, yep. who yep. you played play with. with yep. Yeah, I wish Beauty. I got to play with Hank Moore. I think, we- I think his game complemented mine better at the time than I was playing. You know what I mean? I think that we would have vibed. But, hey. I got a championship. He got a couple while he was here, so it is what it is. Uh, from the general watching in Calgary, says, we love Cates in Calgary. <laughs> I don't doubt that for a second. Anybody who knows this guy loves him. From Dominic D, watching on YouTube, as we, as the Stamps fans have woken up, I think he's a Stamps fan. He says, bad luck for O'Connor if a rookie can overtake him. O'Connor's only been in the league a couple years either. Like, this is not a good situation for the Calgary Stampeders to have to go to either one of these young guys. They didn't expect this to happen. Which, by the way, just before the game kicked off last night in Vancouver, did you say you watched it or no? I missed it. You you were out last night. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm never out. But they were showing highlights of last week's game, Stampeders and Lions, and Bo was twisting and turning and dropping back. I'm like, last week. Yeah. And the last play of the game, I'm like, he had a broken leg. Yeah. Well, this, was, was he shot up or? Was the non-weight-bearing bone, apparently. Or, you know, uh, adrenaline does a lot for it. You'd be surprised because <laughs> when I actually broke my foot that, that I played it in the playoffs, I broke it in a game, and I didn't realize that it was broken until we were flying back from Hamilton. I broke it probably in the third quarter. Guy landed on my foot, and I was like, ah, that hurt a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then I finished the game. <laughs> then in the locker room, you're in the shower. I'm like, ah, my foot's still feeling a little more sore. By the time we got off the plane, I couldn't even walk on it. So that adrenaline is, is a beautiful thing when you're, when you're in the battle. So <laughs> well, I want to – I'm going to get you to retell that story in a moment, but Arlen Bruce the third is watching right now. You remember yeah. Arlen? Oh, he's a beast, man. He he's said, one of those guys that play bigger than he was. Oh, and yeah. Just a great playmaker. He is a beast. He said, who is the MVP? It just slipped off the screen here. Arlen. Who is the MVP of the CFL currently if we had to pick? I got Sean White. Stop it. That? Stop it, Arlen. It's, it's, a kicker? <laughs> six, six for six? I know. A kicker has never been the MVP of any league. How about that? Yeah, it's it's going to go. Although, who would be better? I don't it's know. It's going to go to a quarterback. I mean, I mean, you got to go Caleros yes. or Fajardo right now, I would say. You know what I mean? Just because it always goes to the QB. They have the most pressure on them. So, it's going to end up being a QB, I, I guess. Maybe you talk about Willie Jefferson or, or oh, Leonard, yeah. Leonard over here. You know, I mean, he's been putting up some numbers. I guess Woodard's got all the stacks, but I feel like Leonard is definitely – is leading that D-line. So we are one-seventh of the way through this season. Right. So I appreciate the sentiment, Arlen, (laughs) but we got a long ways to go, and I appreciate you watching and chiming in. But he's being humble. 
that road to the Grey Cup in 2007, which seems like a real long time ago now, Wes. I don't want to say. <laughs> you said you were in junior high school when this Stamps quarterback was. No, was, I was a junior in high school when he was born. When he was born. When, yeah, yeah. I just looked up your 97, Wikipedia. 97. I just looked up your Wikipedia, man. I didn't realize you were in the 40s club with me. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to welcome. I try to work on the, you know, try to <laughs> try to be deceptive. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> I knew that he had played in the West Final. For the Rough Riders on a broken leg. I knew that. And we were going to Toronto for the Grey Cup. And we were on the f- turf at Skydome. I think it was the day before the game. Yeah. And I said, Wes, it was in an interview, I think. And I said, how's your foot? And you said, I would throw my foot over my shoulder if I had to to play this football game. <laughs> you probably would have cut it off if you had to to play that game. Well, I don't know about cut it off. But, <laughs> but yeah. no, really, I was I was hurt, man, because, uh, yeah, it was kind of a flukish accident. And then the first diagnosis was, oh, you're done for the season. Then I got a couple second opinions, and they said, well, you can't do any further damage as long as you can deal with the pain, and we can, lo- we can do a localized anesthet- uh, anesthetic and, and freeze it, numb it. They said you should be good. So I was like, if that's an option, let's try it. And, and it worked. And so it, it, it seemed a lot crazier. Like when I wasn't shot up, I, I really was just standing around. I couldn't even walk on it, really. I just kind of shuffled around. But, yeah, there's some great medicine out there, I guess. <laughs> At the end of Is the that day. what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what type of damage or how my foot will feel in another 20 years, but you're walking out, around okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're well, yeah, we're 15, 14 years after the yeah. fact, and yeah, it still feels good. Well, the Hall yeah. of Fame therapist of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Ivan Goodfriend, said on this show it was the most heroic display he'd ever seen. This guy in, in in his 40 years in pro football is what you did to play in that game. Well, what you have for rushing yeah. in that game, by the way, I'm trying to find it up. Find it, it wasn't a ton, man. It was. I don't. I think it was like maybe 70, 60, 70 yards. It, that was a defensive battle. It was the two defenses won that game. Really, at the end of the day, we just made more big plays on offense. Fantus had a big catch. You know what I mean? We had an interception that was returned for a touchdown that made a big difference. Have you watched you it know? since? No, no, never. I've watched maybe a highlight or two. Yeah, me but. too. But I see <laughs> on ESPN Classic sometimes it's like 2007 Grey Cup. I'm watching the guy, and I'm like, "Why?" Yeah, there wasn't much. It <laughs> no. was it was an ugly first half for sure. Oh yeah, everybody settled down in the second half, but it was just all defense and bad offensive plays in that first half. It was it was tough. We're gonna pause and uh, come back more with Wes Cates next hour. By the way, Adam Bighill of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers previewing their game in Toronto Saturday. Andrew Murray is watching on YouTube, and how about this? He says, actually, place kicker Mark Mosley for the Washington Redskins won the NFL MVP in 1982. Wow. That must have been a terrible year for football. (laughs) The the kicker won the MVP of the NFL. Anyways, you're watching the Flame Tech Football Friday here on Game Plus Television Network, YouTube and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Welcome back, everybody. It is our honor to be joined in studio on this Flame Tech Football Friday by Calgary Stampeders alum, 2006, West Cates, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, 2007 to 2011. He's a Columbus, Ohio product. And uh, Cal Penn's where you played, right? Yeah. Yes. California University of Pennsylvania in a small town called California. He's got a very uh, inspirational story that I might get him to share a little later on. But first, I want to read some text messages from our viewers today on the uh, Prairie Mobile text line from the 416 anonymous texter in Toronto. Hey, guys, random question. What's the most intense game you've ever called or I guess you could say intense game you've ever been in. Hold that thought. We might have covered it with a 2007 Grey Cup, but there may be yeah. more for you. Uh, Scotty P. from Whitewood writes in and says, Good morning, gentlemen. Listening from White Bear today. Checking in on my coffee break. I want to wish my fellow RP Show fans a happy Friday. The best viewers in sports talk broadcasting. Have a wonderful weekend, everyone. What a nice message to get. Hey, from Scotty P. It's beautiful. Darren, Darren from the 537 loves it that the Elks, formerly known as Eskimos, got their first win. Go Elks. Darren from the 537. He's a big Elk fan. George in Montreal writes in, Football Friday, awesome. Big game tonight. We'll see what these teams are made of. Alouettes for the cup. VA is awesome. Love the show, by the way. Thank you, Georgia, Montreal, or shall I say, George? <laughs> it is uh, Al's by five point five. That's the that's the line tonight. Uh, from DG in Saskatoon, morning guys. A big welcome back to the big leagues to North Battlefords Andrew Albers of the Minnesota Twins, who made his first MLB appearance since twenty seventeen last night. The thirty six year old played well, with his only blip being a solo homer given up to Giancarlo Stanton. Signed, DG in Saskatoon. And I'm hoping to get to the sports update in a moment. But to the viewer from Toronto who says, what's the most intense game you've ever been involved in? Viewers obviously watching on the Game Plus TV network. Yeah. Listen, man, I don't think you, or ma'am, I've needed police escorts out of facilities. I've needed police escorts out of cities. So you're going to need to define intense. I assume you mean on the playing field. I've been yeah. threatened in many facilities across this country, all because of my own actions. But was there a game more intense for you than the 2007 Grey Cup? I think uh, the Grey Cups in general, like the I say, oh, oh, 09 and 10 were big time Grey Cups too for me as far as intensity. But if you get away from the Grey Cups, I would say that that rematch against Montreal. Canada Day comeback. Yeah, that 50, what was it, 51, 54, or 50, whatever. With 50, something to 50. That was just back and forth. We Triple were overtime, like, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we were down three. We had another 13-man penalty that almost ruined the game for Saskatchewan again. Had great catches left and right. Everybody was, it was just, if you, were, if you weren't a CFL fan and you watched that game, you would have been a CFL fan after that. That was the best, probably the best CFL game I've ever seen, been a part of. And it was intense. After after we closed the gap before half, that second half was to- the most intense <sighs> thing ever. My mind's racing. I'm lucky that I've had so many years in this business, obviously football games. And that was the game that S.J. Green made the iconic 
Oh, man. Laying out like. One of the greatest catches in CFL pro football history was S.J. Green in that game. But, I mean, I don't know. World Juniors, 2012, Saddledome. I'm calling the game. Semifinal, Russia-Canada. Russia jumps out to a 5-0 lead. Canada comes back to make it 5-5 and ends up losing 6-5. 18,000 people in the saddle room. <sighs> Can't hear ourselves think. Like, there's been a lot for me, and it's not just football. Uh, from our viewers that are loving having you in here, Wes, clearly, and myself as well. Darren Yelk watching on YouTube says, only 13,000 at the Lions game against the Elks. The Argonauts want to know how the Lions are doing so great at getting that many fans to attend a game. We got to stop with the Argo attendance jokes. <laughs> there was only 13,000 allowed in the facility. I don't understand I'm how people to... miss this. Only they sold out what was available. I think people wanted to get again. How do, yeah. How did Winnipeg get everybody vaccinated and into that stadium at like the first week of the season? I don't. I don't know. It just seems like people are like forward thinking, and other people just hope it hope it works. Like just you know what I mean. Just everybody just show up. We'll figure it out. Holy smokes! Are you as tired as I am about talking about that stuff? Yeah, it's 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 rough. I mean, at the end of the day, me personally, it's like I wish everybody would uh, do what's best for society. But at the end of the day, we, people got to make their money and live their lives and get back to, you know what I mean, supporting their family. So we got to we got to move about as if we got things to do and we're not scared to live. You know what I mean? I'm that way. I'm that way. I mean, we're talking about how long have we had full crowds in the States where 50 percent of people are vaccinated? We've been watching full houses there since what? The spring anyways. Stanley yeah. Cup plays in Nevada. How about Columbus? What are they what's going on there? Columbus is we got Ohio got out like gangbusters, right? Cuz they were giving away the million dollars for getting vaxxed and stuff like that, but I think Columbus is doing I think they're a little over the halfway as far as percentage of vaccination in the US, but it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty conservative state. I guess if that means anything yeah. as far as vaccinations go. But, uh, you know, most my immediate family is all double vaxxed and stuff like that. So I don't know, at the end of the day, you you, you do what's if, you, if there's no reason not to religiously or I don't know. Everybody's you played with John Chick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's probably was vaccinated at birth. But you, but we won't talk about we won't that talk type of stuff. About- <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> J-Bone, listen, we'll take a break and come back uh, more with Wes Cates uh, in a moment. Viewer takeover next hour, Adam Big Hill of the aforementioned Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And I might add, yes, we're airing on the Game Plus television network. It is across all 10 provinces in Canada, 31 states in the U.S., and that includes Ohio on the Buckeye Cable Service. A lot of viewers in Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus, Ohio, we love our sports, man. If you put a good product out there, we will come watch you. Yes, and so Buckeye Cable. If you uh, don't have the RP show and you're in Ohio, call your cable provider to get it. Anywhere. We'll be right back with Viewer Takeover. You're watching on Game Plus, YouTube and Facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you. 
unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hey, welcome back, everybody. What an interesting day. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday. We got the Hall of Famer here, Wes Cates. I never get tired of uh, saying it. I'm sure he never gets tired of hearing it. It's brought to you by Flame Tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. We'll come around and talk a little NFL in a moment, but there was a viewer in Toronto who wanted to know what was the most intense game that we'd ever been involved in. And Wes said the Canada Day comeback, July 1st, 2010. It was wild. That's the one they need to be playing on ESPN Classics, right? And they do. And they do. That was a great one. Riders came back from 21 points down to beat the Alouettes in a game that was supposed to be a rematch of the Grey Cup. What'd you get for that? Did you get a ring? I don't think so. (laughs) Yeah, no, not (laughs) Not quite. Not much revenge (laughs) to be had in that one. But... From the Puck and Pigskin podcast in uh, Red Deer, Alberta, he says, most intense I've attended was the Pats and Warriors. Game four in Moose Jaw. Pats sweeping the Warriors. Got my broom taken at the doors. Hit the ditch in a massive blizzard on the way back. 1998-ish, Rod. That's exactly it. I was there, and I could tell so many stories on that that I won't hear today, but I do remember fights in the stands that night. You never went to the old hockey rink in Moose Jaw, probably, that had a dip in the, in the ceiling. They called it the crushed can. And I remember seeing fans tumbling down the stairs and over bleachers and fights in a crowd that night. I dropped the, it was awesome. I dropped the puck out there one time. I'm not sure when. The, well, it would have been there. when I was. It would have been when I, I was remember playing. that. That's after we won the Grey Cup. Yeah, I almost, almost, I remember because I was walking out and a guy that was kind of assisting me was like, be careful when you first step out on ice. And I'm like, what is this dude talking about? Like, and there's you- a carpet right there. <laughs> then I step on the carpet and sure enough, the carpet slides on the ice. I almost did the splits right there in the door. But, you know, me being the athletic guy that I am, kind of saved There's it. a picture of that, I think. It, there's a picture of that in my book, I think. Chunky was with you. I think he might have. Was he there? I might have been by myself, but what, what? Well, you went all over the province. That, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, was, that. I was having fun back then. From uh, <clears throat> Buford, always reminds me of uh, Porky's, the movie, you, or the name Buford. He <laughs> says, come on, man. 2007 Grey Cup featured Dinwiddie's first pro start, and they only won by four. Had Kevin Glenn played, easily different result. Riders lucked out big time. Well, no man. arguments on that. Nah, that's no argument. You can't even say that though, because it didn't happen. I mean, like, <laughs> who knows? We could have just been pressuring him like Glenn all day, and we just don't know. We we don't know. What we do know is I got some hardware at home right now from that game. <laughs> How so about that? Take that. I thought that's Winnipeg spicy. would be over that. To be honest with you, I thought they'd be over that because they won the Grey Cup in 2019. Exactly. So he's he's a, yeah. Get with the program, man. The uh, from the 780, he says the Saskatchewan Roughriders have put more points on the board than any other team in the CFL so far this season. Can the Bombers keep up with that kind of productivity? It's they a, don't have to. They're only allowing six points a game. I'm sorry to jump in. But. No, well, no, you, it's your show, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, the Riders' defense, man. I think we are underestimating how much the Riders' defense has helped the offense in these first couple games. Like nothing aside, but I mean, if you look at the uh, the yardage, I think the Riders are kind of middle of the pack in, mm-hmm. in yardage. But, you know, points points are what matters. The scoreboard matters. So I think that definitely the offense, I'd like to see what type of offense we're going to see with Shaq Evans out. I definitely want to see Swerve, Kyran Moore get featured this week. I mean, I want to see him get like 
15 targets type of type of game just to see if he can be that guy for them. You know what I mean? Because he's the he's the vet. We're going to keep the party going next hour with Wes Cates in hour two. Plus, I'm Adam Big Hill of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will be joining us. We'll be updating the poll results after this break. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus TV network. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.